is Work of the Beat. Monday, February 3rd, 2020. I'm Kevin Cooney along with Mike Kern. It is the day after Super Bowl 54. Two years from now, this is Well, when they vote to switch the schedule to 17, which the players are going to vote on. Yeah. And they're going to give them like 10 things to get them to, to count the 17th game. Their season's going to get back, pushed back two weeks. President's Day. President's well, Day give weekend. them an extra buy. Every team right. will get, and yeah, and it'll be President's, President's Day weekend. President's Day weekend. And you'll get Monday off because it's President's Day. Which is, I think it's, I've thought all along that people, that the day after the Super Bowl should be a day off, but. It is for some of us. Yeah. But it should just be <laughs> a day where people, day. But people don't have to, you know, worry about it. No. Um, so it is the day after the Kansas City Chiefs shake off a 50-year drought and a 10-point deficit in the fourth quarter. One of my favorite teams is 70 Chiefs. Right. The Jets were my favorite team. The Chiefs were my second favorite because I used to love the AFL, and they won back-to-back Super Bowls. It was tremendous. A 10-point fourth-quarter deficit win, 31-20. Uh, Pat Mahomes is the MVP. Probably didn't deserve it, but we'll get more into the game. No, Damian Williams, your guy at 25-1 to 1 or whatever he was. Should have gotten it. Should have got it. That's the problem is they always give it to the quarterback. Yeah. Almost always. Not always. Um, so we're going to have a, a lot of different conversation on this one. Matt Breen from the Inquirer will join us here shortly. Uh, he will we'll talk a little Super Bowl with Matt because I'm sure Matt watched the game last night. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. And As Matt enjoys his final days before he... Gets on the airplane next weekend and heads to Clearwater, Florida for the start of Philly spring training. In tough the, gig. Uh, and the, it is a tough gig. It I is. Shouldn't, because you know better than me, and people have told me, when you're working, it, I know your son, you got son, you got, but it's hard. And you're putting in long days, and, and you're putting in, you know, I always had to build in Saturday day off, so you know, mine was a little different, but... Uh, it gets yeah, it if, makes it a little, while. It makes it a little easier now because Joe Girardi apparently, and we'll talk to Matt about this. Joe Girardi is a, applying the uh, same methods that Gabe Kapler had of you don't have to be up for seven a.m. workouts now. Uh, oh, okay. Used to be literally you would get to the ballpark at the crack of dawn. Wouldn't clubhouse. Done, wouldn't you get done earlier though? We would be done. We would be done probably about three three thirty. That's okay. It is, but I mean, would you rather work till five thirty six? I don't know, but I, I think you'd rather sleep. the The idea of the lost yeah. sleep, and I think yeah. that's where most sure. of this with the sports science comes in. Baseball schedule is very strange that you normally play night games, and you play mostly at night, and you yeah. you get used to a night schedule. Getting to the ballpark, at getting the ballpark whatever, at, yeah. at six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning didn't yeah. really make much sense. So. Uh, There's a lot of things about baseball that don't make sense, but they've been doing them forever, so you do them. All right, so we'll talk to Matt about that. Let me throw a little bit of Sixers in here. In fact, I'm going to start before we bring Matt in uh, with the Sixers. Um, can you explain to me what what is with this team on the road? Like why it can play so well at home, and then somebody like Joel Embiid will just shrink well, he like he, he did a, the other night. He had – Bad game. Right. I'm not going to sit here. And he didn't talk afterwards, which I think is worse. When you're when you're a guy who always talks, just talk. Say I sucked. Whatever. I, but why don't we flip it around? See, nobody complains that they're like 24 and two at home. It's just like, well, that's okay. We accept that. Well, if you're going to accept the fact that you're like unbe- unbeatable at home. 
Well, then maybe you have to accept the fact that you're not real good on the road because if you were good on the road too, you'd be on a pace to beat the box. Which, why they play, look, I'm just, I listen to Anthony a lot, Anthony Gargan, because I like listening midday. And because you guys sound the same. Well, I'm driving around, he's on. It used to be him and, and Jason. Okay. And Anthony's a big Sixers guy, and, he, and he's still in this, camp, you know, the camp that, and I'm not saying they can't, but he's in the camp that it's, it's going to fix itself, it's going to, you know, somehow it's going to write stuff. Okay. And, and I'll buy that, because it might. But at some point that we're halfway through the season, right. you have to, if, if, being a realist, you would have to sit there today and say, what's, what chance is better of happening? That they don't make the finals, which would give them a chance to win the championship because you could win the finals. If you, or that they're going to lose like in, in the, the second, second round. round. Well, I, if you put a gun to my head, at this point, I probably have to be, I still think they're going to get to the Bucks somehow. But, and we all think they're going to get the second seed. Or at the worst, the third seed. What if they're the fifth seed? I mean, I, I don't know this. I don't know how. There are six good teams in the East. Mm-hmm. So if you're not the second seed, you're going to play one of those teams. And the only question is, will you play them with a home court advantage or will you play them with a not home court advantage? I, Kevin, I, you know, and will there be a, 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 a f- something that will get flipped? In, in the next two months. They still strike me as a team. I don't think the bench is very good. I think no. there's... there's they I have, agree. They have two tremendous players and one really good player. And I guess Josh Richardson was... was I don't know what Josh Richardson was, but he's been hurt. Horford, like Horford, I don't think, was what they thought they were getting, but I think that was more of a hedge against if Embiid got hurt. Okay, whatever. But, and they still, even though they told me that they weren't going to be a three-point shooting team because the whole league shoots three. They're still a three-point shooting team, mm-hmm. and they don't do it very well. And that's the annoying part. It's like, you, you, you know, you're not playing to your strengths right now. Well, do you play, are you willing to play a way that the whole league doesn't play? They told us they were going to do that, didn't they? They did. And didn't Brett say we would probably have it figured out by Christmas? It would well, take, and they've had Now injuries. it's Valentine's Day. Well, they, I, and I, look, they had guys out. I, I understand all this. Other teams have guys out. The Sixers aren't the only team that have guys out. Um, you know, and I keep hearing like, well, they match up well with the Bucks. Well, like, if you don't it, get to the Bucks, it don't matter. Here's the amazing thing: when the Sixers are three and zero against the Celtics, and now they're three and one, everybody's like, well, the Celtics can't beat us because look at this. But if the Sixers lose a couple times to some other team, they'll say, well, dismiss that. We'll beat them in the playoffs. It, it's amazing to listen to Phil, a Philadelphia mentality, and maybe this is every city's mentality. And I'm not giving up on them. I don't think they're, they're like dead in the water. They, 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 but right now, if you're telling me right this minute, and they may make a trade, they may do a lot of things. Uh, who knows? Well, trade well, they, can only do, they can only do so much, right? But I'm just saying, other teams may do. What if the Celtics go out and get um, the guy who's on the block, the big guy, um, the guy Capella? What if they get him? Well, that makes them better. Now, I don't know what they would have to give up to get him. Um, the Sixers. See, I believe, Mike, the die on this team has been cast. You Fairly right. or not, that there's nothing at this deadline that's going to change what their makeup is. Well, you're not moving horses. You're pr- no. You're not moving no, Simmons but, but or what if they you're got? Not- what if they got, like, Derrick Rose? I'm just throwing that name out there. And I haven't heard much of that, that lately. Change? 
Well, I think if you don't give up very much to get him, which I don't think you would have to, it gives you a guy who can score off the bench. Yes. I mean, he's not the Derrick Rose of five years ago, but he's not a bad player. All the other trades, you're giving up something. You know, you're giving up Horford. You're giving up Josh Richardson. You're giving up... Mike, I think it just boils down to poor roster construction. And they are... You know, we've talked about this on the show. The idea that you, you went slower... You geared specifically for April, May, June. And we haven't gotten to April, May, June. So, But the problem is, by the time you get to April, May, June, you may not have enough. Well, to, Kevin, what if, really they finish, make... um, what if they finish 37-4 and four at home? Do you think they have a shot? I mean... If they're going to finish, well, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm, but, but who's going? But it, but it works both ways. You can say, okay, the Sixers are going to have trouble winning on the road because they've showed me they have trouble winning right, on the road, which means they but have then, to win thirteen games on the road, right? Thirteen or fourteen, right, to get to fifty wins. If you're um, saying thirty-seven and four, they'll win thirteen games on the road, right? They're not going to go. They're not going to go fifteen and 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 twenty-six. I mean, they they could get close to that, but I'm just saying is. Other teams have to come in here. I mean, they're not going to probably lose every road game. Now, they might not win every home game, but if you're 37 but, and 4 at home. But I, I guess the question is, Mike, does 53 wins get you home court? No, 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 no. You're missing my point, Kevin. No, no. Does it get you home court? No, in, no, no, in no, a, no, 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 no. But second let, round. Let's say they're the four seed. Okay. And I just throw a number out. They're the four seed, or they're the third seed. They're, they're one of those seeds. Somebody. Is going to have trouble winning games here. Yeah. So you're, then you're assuming that the Sixers are going to lose every road game. or, And I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I'm saying maybe in the playoffs they, they're almost unbeatable at home. Maybe right. they won't be. I, I don't, like, I'm not ready yeah. to say they can't win because. like That's what a lot of people are like, they can't win. Well, no. They've got Simmons. They've got Embiid. They've got Tobias. If Richardson is, is healthy. I'll, I'll give you a, a question that. I heard uh, Spike Eskin mention on Rates Ricky Sanchez Radio last week on WIP. Okay? Perfect world. Given Embiid, now taking Embiid's health in the question, how he fades right. as the season goes along physically. Mm-hmm. You better off getting Milwaukee in the second round or the East final? Does it matter? What's it matter? If you have to play him, you have to play him. I mean, I think you'd rather play him in, in the East final only because that means you got to the East final. Um, but like, for instance, let's say the Sixers were playing the Celts. 4-5 matchup. I'll even go that far. First round. Well, they have beaten them three out of four times. I'm just saying. I mean, so we could sit here forever and say, well, they can't win that. Well, of course they can. I mean, if they play Miami in a series, can they beat Miami? Of course they can. The only team that I sit here right... But could Indiana beat them? Could Miami beat them? Toronto yeah. beat them. It, it's 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 not going it's not going to be easy. But what I'm saying, the only team right now that I look and say they probably at this point in time would have a really hard time beating that team is the Bucks because yep. the Bucks look like they're really good. Yep. Um, but the Bucks did implode last year. Right. Uh, so I'm not ready to give up on them. I guess is what I'm saying because they do have the playoffs, and you know, yeah. if it doesn't happen in the playoffs, then we can wave goodbye to Brett and. You know, at some point, then the people... I mean, I, I like Elton Brand. Elton Brand seems to be a popular guy. But if you put together the roster wrong, then you got to take some of the credit, too, I guess. By the way, if you're a Sixer fan who's been completely frustrated by everything going off, I'm sure the pictures on social media last night of the guys 
with Josh Harris hanging out at the Super Bowl and partying in Miami. I, I didn't see this. Before the game uh, this evening. Uh, what were they? They were just there because they're fans or they were well, there as Justin Andy or? Well, because they're playing in Miami tonight. Oh, 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 okay. I, well, hey, look, when you're a trillionaire, you want to go to the Super Bowl with your friends? Yeah. Uh, and Michael Levin, who was Fanatics, who was yeah. a co-owner. And look. What's wrong with that? I know. If you or I had trillion dollars and we owned the Sixers, I guarantee you we would have been at the Super Bowl last night. And you probably would have had your whole family there. I would have had my family there, and we would have had, like, 50 of our closest friends. Trust so, me. Is the Super Bowl one of those things you actually want to go to? Not me. No, no, I'm just asking. But if I could go like he went? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got my luxury suite. I, I, got, I probably got limo to the game. I probably got... Uh, Private jet home. Yeah. I'm, yes. If I had to slept down there on Delta and fight the crowd and sit in the 600 level, maybe not. <laughs> but the, the, it's, it's, it's a whole 2,500 2, average ticket. I know. I'm just saying for normal schmout, not if you're just asking me if I want to go to the Super Bowl. No, I don't want to go anywhere anymore because I can sit there and watch it on TV with my friends or my family or whatever and enjoy it. Right. But to some people, it's a and especially obviously you're from Kansas City. Uh, You've been there in 50 years. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I guess the, the litmus test is if the Eagles are in it, do you want to be there? Oh, that's. The I still point. don't want to be there. I, I mean, but. But I would make a case that if you said, hey, Mike, I got two tickets. You want to go to the Super Bowl? Well, yeah, Kev, I'll go with you. Yeah. But I'm not, like, making it. In 2004, I almost talked my son. We were going to drive down. And then my senses came to me, and I said, eh, might not be a good idea. <laughs> when we come back, Matt Breen will talk Super Bowl 54, and we'll get to the Phillies as the dawn of a season awakes. That's next here on Working the Beat. <laughs> Going to reach the sports fans of Philadelphia in a brand new way. This is Kevin Cooney. Each week, the Working to Be podcast with Mike Kern and I brings the hottest topics into this sports crazed town with the people and the events that shape the landscape. Now, your business could connect with those people by advertising on the Working to Be podcast. Join us at 267-546-7277 or email us at workingthebeat at gmail.com to find out how you can reach out to this growing audience it's the best sports talk in philadelphia and you can be a part of it that's 267-546-7277 or work the beat at gmail.com to join the work in the beat podcast family and joining us now one week before he leaves for the sunny shores of clearwater florida of course it's like 55 here so it's not that big a difference for matt this year it's Matt Breen. Matt, how are you? I'm good. And the beautiful, sunny streets of Northeast Philadelphia right now with it, you, Kevin. It is. It's amazing. The pizza city. And with the pizza city. We got pizza city for you to make you feel at home. And you come in wearing a pizza city a t-shirt. pizza city t-shirt. Well, yeah. You didn't expect them to be wearing a Vince's t-shirt, did you? <laughs> no, I did not. You're not a fan you, of You know what's great? The Phillies haven't even done anything yet. I mean, like, and already everybody in this town's down on them. It's like not one person. How long have you heard, lived here? <laughs> No, 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 but you, no, no, no. Think about the last few years now. Everybody's pretty high on them last year. The Sixers, everybody's been, the Eagles. Like the last two years, ever since he was won the Super Bowl, every team, like we have high hopes now. You know, they're going, and like, I'm looking at it, like, okay, I can get it. They have problems, but like, everybody's like, oh, they can't beat the Braves. They can't beat the Nats. They can't beat the Mets. I'm like, okay. You're, you're killing the second half of this discussion. No, we can't, Matt will have uh, lots of stuff to say. Right. 
Uh, let's, let's let's start with the Super Bowl last and night. And this is after bringing Joe Girardi in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah come on. Oh. Try to get this back on track. All right, so what was your impression last night watching uh, the fourth quarter especially? Was it more the Chiefs won it or did the 49ers kind of give it away? The Chiefs won it, I thought. It was, it was just a great game. Um, it was funny. Somebody pointed out, I was watching with my friends at the party, that – when the Chiefs were down 10 and getting the ball back with nine minutes left or whatever, it's the same, same time. Situation. It was pretty cool as the uh, Eagles game. But it's just neat. I was thinking about this today. Like Andy Reid was the Eagles coach from when I was in like fourth or fifth grade till the time I graduated college. So like that, to me, is like that's a huge chunk of your fanhood. Young, man. I know. But but if you know, you think at that point in anybody's life, that's where really like your fanhood gets yep. decided. Because like the 95 Eagles, I remember that, but I was in – second grade or something. So that doesn't, that didn't define it for me. So they didn't win, but they were good every year. Yeah. And like, now you look back, that's hard to do. You can't be good every year. You can't go to the NFC championship game four years in a row. And I'll make the argument that the team that lost to the Patriots lost to, was one of the best teams to ever, A, lose a Super Bowl. And Definitely. B, you know, when you have Owens and that offense, the way it was, and B, that Patriots team is one of the best of all time. When you look just the depth they had and and everything that but they, they didn't were, play they that were well the, that day. The Pats were they they were there to be had. Donovan didn't have his grand. I'm not blaming Donovan. I, I don't mean well. That's going to be it was seven seven at halftime. The Eagles should have been winning by seven to ten at that point. Whether they would have threw the one pick them. down at the and then he yeah. threw it again. Yeah, they threw a penalty and said do over and he threw the same. But Donovan wasn't the reason they lost. But he's had better games. You know, well, and that that's that was the interesting part, of course, being in the car this morning. You heard people say, well, you know, Andy in the same circumstance, kind of what you mentioned. You know, I never ten, even thought of that. Ten that's down, true. ten down, nine to go, you know. Yeah, I never thought of that. That it showed that it was the quarterback maybe that was the issue mm, with and the, the two-minute drill. The, the game's changed. The game's changed so much since then. Andy's changed. Yeah. It's just like I went back and watched that Super Bowl a couple weeks ago, Super Bowl 39. It's just a different brand of football. Like, that's not... You watch even like the o, I, mean, I watch a lot of old stuff on YouTube. The O one uh, NFC East game against the Giants when they clinched the division. Right. That's that's not that's not the NFL we watch these days. It's just the game's so different. But I, I just I thought it was awesome to see Andy win. Andy with his son, knowing what they've been through as a family. Right. At the end was pretty cool. Tammy and Patrick Mahomes. I love like when he's on Sunday Night Football and you're getting to watch the Chiefs. It's just that's the best. And like to see. This season belonged to the Chiefs. It belonged to Patrick Mahomes. That's who deserved the win. Well, it belonged to the Colt. I mean, the, the the Ravens for most of the year. It did. But and then, the last then it two years, it's been the yeah. Chiefs have been the, the team to watch. And he's the best quarterback in football. And to see him not only win the Super Bowl, but, but do what he did in his final nine minutes that we're talking about well, was, and, was and, awesome. And think about it, okay? They enter, weeks, they enter the last week of the season. They need the... the Patriots lose to the Dolphins to get a bye, okay, and it, and that happens. Then they end up with the Patriots losing, so you know, and you end up with um, Houston coming there as opposed to uh, as opposed to the Patriots. Patriots. They would have beat the Patriots, though. right? They, they, they weren't. Losing. Then ball well, and Baltimore loses, but, so you end up with Tennessee coming in. But you know, just I, everything fell right. But you for know, them I, down the stretch. as I said, you like three. I still think they would have went to Baltimore and won. Now they might not have, but I really liked Kansas City. And just because and I thought, that, and the fact they kept digging themselves these 10, 10 14, 24. But nobody obviously. was paying attention to the Chiefs. They were under because all the attention was on Baltimore, as it should have been. 
the year that guy was having and everything was deserved. They were just kind of flying. Last year, they were the team. They were the team with everything to lose because they were playing and the Pats beat them in a great game. Who should have been the MVP last night? Mahomes. I know you people saying Damian Williams, but... And I'm not just saying that because I lost money. Mahomes what, had threw two touchdowns and ran for a touchdown? Yeah. Right? And he, he orchestrated he was that drive. for three quarters. Yeah, I, and Damian Williams, the second touchdown. Yeah. The, right. It's like, you, you know, right. broke through and it, right. it wasn't... I mean, it, it's not like he... I know he, he ran for a touchdown, but he broke through over in like a garbage yards, time. Well, he was over 100 yards. Yeah, barely, 109. With that last run. But the last run, you can't ignore it. You can't ignore yeah, it, but it's not like... I know what you're saying. It's like... Yeah. Take things into perspective. There was no clear other choice. About yeah, and, and usually the quarterback wins it every year. Yeah. I, I I remember, it's funny, when Andy got, the day Andy got introduced, so that's, what, 21 years ago? The four seasons. I'm like the, the eighth guy down there from our, our, my job that day was to do Tammy and the kids. That's <laughs> what I did. You know, I talked to her, I talked to the kid, kids, Christ, what were they, eight years old at the time? I don't know, 10, I, I'm trying to remember. And then you see them now. You see everything that's happened. One kid's died. The other kid got in trouble. You know, and, and just, you're sitting there going, I, it, it wouldn't have broke my world if Andy won the one yesterday. I, I, but I felt good for him. And I think he would have won one. May, maybe he wouldn't have. Because I mean, it's easy to say, oh, the Chiefs are going to win a couple more. They may not. You know, we, we've said this before about teams. Oh, they're going to, you know, they're going to win three the night. They, they were saying about the Eagles two years ago. Oh, you know, they're going to win. Okay. But it... I just felt good for him because I, I just think he kind of deserved it. I, and maybe that's a bad word. Deserves not a good word. But you it was know, his time. he's a lifer. It was his time. Yeah. He's a lifer, and he's taken. I thought he took a bad rap in Philly at the end because the end wasn't good, and he was going. Through, but like Matt said, there was like eight, they went what five NFC title games in eight years. Now I know they lost most of them, but still, was, yeah. <laughs> Let me flip it to the other side. The 49ers, I don't know how a team responds after they lose a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. And especially when you have a head coach who now has coughed up two big leads in the fourth quarter of the last, yeah, you know, two of the last four Super Bowls. Um, you, know, how, you, don't, you, give it, you say the Chiefs won it, but Kyle Shanahan has to take some of the blame here. I mean, the, the play calling at the end of the first half was brutal that he doesn't call timeout, that he doesn't use the timeouts, and he kind of gets bit when he has to, you know, when he has the whole... See, I don't have as much of a problem. I said the same thing when I was watching the game. It's 10-10, and you're going to get the ball to start the second half. And you know what? The way the game played out didn't matter. They're up 10 points for three and a half quarters. No, I'll tell you the the bigger sin. The bigger sin is, yeah, Mostert run for five yards after it's a three-point game. Mostert runs for five yards... And you've really gotten your running game going for the most of the second half. Pass play, pass play, punt, gives the ball back to Mahomes, and Mahomes goes down and scores. When? Fourth when quarter. Fourth quarter. Kevin. Five did, minutes did to you go. Look at, did you look at the play? The guy is wide open. The guy from Kansas City blocks the pass. They showed it to you on the TV. If the guy from Kansas City doesn't jump up and block the pass, Frank it's Clark. a first down. Frank Clark. The tight end was what Kittles is running a crossing pattern. On the third down play... Garoppolo makes a bad read and they get pressure. I, I don't want to hear. You can sit here and nitpick, nitpick any game where a team loses. I'm not saying he was brilliant in the fourth quarter, but he had a 10-point lead. They were like two first downs away from winning the game. And, yeah, they didn't get him. Maybe Garoppolo choked. Maybe the coach. But, but 
to just sit here and go, I, I think the Chiefs won it. The Chiefs, the defense came up and said, hey, we got to make stops. We're going to get the ball back for our guy. And the guy made a 48-yard pass on third and 15. You know, and, you know, and then the other all-pro Hall of Fame cornerback gets beat by Sammy Watkins running. I mean, you know, the, the Chiefs won plays. That's what you do. Do you have yeah. any fault with what Shanahan did in the fourth quarter? The, I mean, the, the Chiefs won the game, but there's there is fault with Shan, what Shanahan done. How did the Chief, How did the Niners get the Super Bowl? They ran the ball. Ball. How did they control the first half of that game? They ran the ball. And then all of a sudden, how did they take command of the game in the third quarter? It was run or short run. passes. And yeah, that, but, that but a lot of what they do line, is play action the stuff back, too. Making all that yeah. space, and then then they they went away from it and. You're gonna put the ball in Jimmy G's hands? It's like, come on. Well, that's yeah. What I mean. You know, you, you, I, I just it's, it's I, easy I mean, if they if they would have ran the ball three times and not got a first down, they, they would yeah they would have used that more. But people then would have criticized that. I'm not saying you guys well, are wrong. You, you talked about this in the intro. We talked about the play with Sanders that you know Sanders has his guy beat on with like under two to go. Yeah, has his guy beat. By three, and, he, and Garoppolo overthrows him by five yards. Yeah. yeah. Bad play. Mahomes makes that throw. You know, the, the elite level quarterbacks make that throw and hit it. Okay, so he's not an elite level. So this is like breaking news? No, but he's not. I mean, I mean, what, what, I'm, not so, sure I put, so, I'm not sure I put the, the game coach, in his hand. The, he's got two Super Bowl, right? The coach devised that play. <laughs> yeah. no, does, he, does he have Brady written on the we're side? We're criticizing the coach. The coach designed that play. That guy's open. Can we criticize? It's not the coach. One guy, yeah, John Lynch. He's uh, like standing behind Kyle Shanahan on that play, breathing down his neck. Went all Jerry Jones doing? on like, him there. Get out of here! Imagine Colin Blaze, the head coach, and the GM is literally standing like a foot behind. Could be the you. owner. I mean, they're going to have bizarre. To, could be the going, owner. They're going to have yeah, but to he doesn't stand like that. They're going to have to live with that. He's on the sideline, but not. He was standing like. As if he was like the referee next to him. I, I was like, that is the weirdest thing I've ever or seen. Or having your having your GM go thit like yeah, this that's... and make the timeout signal knowing that there's a camera. Yeah. And John Lynch worked in television, so he knows there's cameras everywhere. Oh, bad luck. Hey, that is a bad luck. But they still were up 20 to 10 with nine minutes to go. You should win the game. I mean, whether it's the coach's fault, the player's fault, I don't care who, whose fault it is. I could blame the defensive backs who made two bad plays, turned the wrong way twice, and and uh, Mahomes yeah. made him pay. And all for we it. heard about all week or the two weeks about this defense. Yeah, and they were and good they for three a, and a half quarters. So and and fourth quarter, they I mean, you're the one that says anyway. yeah. you're the one that says Mahomes. They made Mahomes look like crap for three. They and eight. Nobody's done that. So okay, and I mean, if the Chiefs go on and win a couple more Super Bowls in the next five years, we might look back and say the interesting thing is going to be is you, is you how do and I don't think they just fold up shipping like a. But, no, but you're but in a real year, tough division with Seattle well, and but next year might, the Rams. And, even if they were in an easy division, historically, the team that loses a Super Bowl, whether they lose it like this or lose, you know. Look what happened to the Rams. You know, look what happened to the Falcons. I mean, mm-hmm. the Falcons haven't been relevant well, in the three years since then. Yeah, next year, and it'll be interesting to see how they respond. I agree with you. Yeah. And but I don't think the 49ers necessarily are not going to be like a good team, no. They, you know, going forward. I We'll see. Any other Super Bowl thoughts? Um, I got the fourth pick last night in my fantasy football draft. You did? Yeah. Halftime show was a fantasy football draft selection. So you did that instead of watching Shakira? And and so I watched fantasy, a little bit. This is for next year? If ne- a year ends and a new one begins, Mike. This is why I don't do fantasy football. <laughs> so when do you guys draft? Uh, later August. We scheduled that today. 
and you had to know yesterday what your draft position and was. We actually found out last year on New Year's Eve, so That's we're a little awesome. behind the eight ball That's this year. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you make it part of the halftime show. That's pretty awesome. I love it's it. for a good spot to it's draft. It's a great spot. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. So, so you have no thoughts on the halftime show at all? I, I enjoyed it. I thought what I thought was. I'm not, it was controversial, apparently. They both have what? Because they were shaking. Their great groove. tunes. Yeah. I mean, they're. What do you expect when you have J Lo and Shakira? What do you think the halftime show is going to be? It wasn't Janet Jackson. No, <laughs> it's not going to be Billy Joel sitting down at the piano and and singing for or Springsteen doing what Springsteen does. I mean, it's Shakira and J Lo. It was J-Lo. fine. I I had they no trouble with it, but it, uh, there were people who apparently A Rod uh, should have been in it though. Oh, they should have. No, but they should have. Stop it. He is so overexposed. But that would have been. They should have figured out. Him and out a Michael Strahan battle for who is more overexposed these days. Strahan is over the top. Who works harder, Michael Strahan or Mark Narducci? <laughs> <laughs> it's Current a, thinking. Well, no, Strahan, Strahan does a lot, man. I mean, he is like on day, daytime, he's all over the place. He's on like seven different shows. Exactly. I thought he was on this podcast. Yeah, too. I mean, he's flying. His, his, <laughs> his hand will be on Thursday. Because he's got to be out in L.A., right? For, yeah. for, 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 he works in New York. Yep. That's, man, that's a good question. Wow. I don't know. And there's not many people I would think about that about. Wow. But he doesn't do seven observations on a Sixers loss. That's though. true. Or cover South Jersey high schools. <laughs> What about the what commercials? Did any? Hey, did hey, any, hey! Don't you bad mouth out? No, I'm just saying that. I know. Yeah, did football anybody? And the NBA. Did a commercial like hit you or, or not hit you? Or I don't. I thought the Groundhog Day one was cool. The, the one uh, Bill, Murray. Bill Murray. I like the Boston. Was it Hyundai? The accent. Yeah, that was the guys good. parking the car. That was that was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, but, I, to me, there's like there's so many of them. Little Nas X. There's only one person that can make Bill Murray not funny. Brian Sandberg. That's true. What's that wow. story again? He met him and uh, no, 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 no. John Finger, we're sitting in the dugout. <laughs> Sandberg had just been hired. It was the end of thirteen, so Sandberg had come in and uh, Finger. You know, we're kind of bullshitting, and Finger goes, uh, "Hey, uh, you with the Cubs? Did you get a shot to play golf with Bill Murray? Yeah. <laughs> what was that like, Bill Murray?" Funny guy. Funny guy. That was the whole story. He figured there'd be like great stories of like, you know. He just kept it real. Funny guy. Funny Bill guy. Murray can't say he's wrong. Yeah, he can't. <laughs> but he's the only guy who can make Bill Murray boring. Yeah. Bill Murray was on, I'll never forget, a couple, it might have been a couple episodes. Anthony Bourdain. I'm a big Anthony Bourdain guy. And he was on a couple episodes and he was like, in Bill Murray's way, just like hilarious, like, but understated. They're yeah. sitting down eating this food at this guy's restaurant. And, and then he did one because Bill apparently moved to Charleston. He lives down in Charleston. Yeah. Days. But the one he did when he was up north well, of New York, just north of New York. Someone's an assistant coach at Xavier, right? Really? For yeah. Basketball. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. But, and Bill was just, you know, and Anthony would be sitting eating for 10 minutes with him. And Bill would be talking about all. Uh, funny guy. Uh, <laughs> Can I fun. real quick one more yeah. Andy Reid point? Sure. So the Eagles don't win the Super Bowl. Is Andy Reid... Is this no? Super Bowl? It's not the same. It's, it's not, not same, close right? because remember when he choked against the Colts? There were a couple people, years ago. There everybody were people laughed celebrating. at him. Everybody laughed at him. That was the, that was actually no the one same felt bad then. That was the same night of Eagles Saints playoff. That game. was that's right. You're right. It was, right, was. Just and Saturday there night. There were people in the press box at the link, like guffawing openly, but just like fan, like like it was same people who WIP on had media. the Angelo. Day. I mean yeah. the uh, appreciation day. You got to let it go. Like people, there were now, some, now but does though. the Super Bowl soften the 
I, does allow you to let it go because the Eagles, Eagles won. I mean, if the Eagles, if the Chiefs had lost yesterday, let's say the final score was twenty to ten. Let's say nobody else scored. Mm-hmm. He would have taken a lot of heat in not only in this town because people said, "See that." You know, he gets the there with Patrick one. Mahomes. He scores 10 points. I mean, Patrick Mahomes saved him. Not from the perception. He's going into the Hall of Fame, regardless of if he won yesterday. He's going to coach five more years. Now there's no questions another. about it, though. Yeah, but I don't think there was any question before. He's going to win 50 more games, at least. Yeah. Um, But people would have... 61. He'll coach five more years. Five more years, yeah. Yeah, and he'll average 10 wins. Maybe more. That's what he does. Yeah. Um, But there are people that would have would have said, yeah, see that... You know, he gets to that game. I mean, this team overcame 10-point deficits in three postseason games. I don't know if that's ever been done. I'm guessing not. And uh, covered the spread each time. That's, that's the answer. But, but he covered, I mean, but he, three games, they were down 10. Yeah. In, in fairness, the first one was against Bill O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, but he was down 24. Four. You know, I mean, I'm just saying. The new GM and the Houston Texans. Oh, boy. Hey. <laughs> that, well, you know, just... hey, look, they win the division and make the playoffs. And thanks you know, for playing. That's well. I mean, that's and JJ Watkins' schedule is SNL appearance. But there's a lot of weekend. teams. Yep. There's a lot of teams in the NFL that betrayed places with that. Let's you know. Let's get to the Phillies. Um, all right. Oh, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, they 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 get Gregorius. They get Wheeler. They do a lot of Can I other. Go ahead, baseball guy. Go ahead. They've picked up twenty guys in the last two weeks, and I don't know any of their names. <laughs> well, you but know they, them, but they're not roster. But is this their plan, Matt? That they're going to like. Just we're going to pick up 15 guys and hope that one or two of them in spring training, I guess you would have to impress in spring training, turn into something. Which I'm not saying that's a bad plan, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Yes, so they have, if you look at this 26-man roster this year, so you have an extra spot on the bench. And oh, okay. if there's no. two, as of now, there's two open openings on the bench and about the same in the bullpen, two in the bullpen. So they're going to try and fill those openings with non-roster invitees and to their credit they are like like usually these non-roster invitees are guys i'm like who the heck is this guy you know who these guys are they're like legit like right. josh harrison was a two-time all-star Norin. neil walker's drew storm was Storin, been on nationals for a while Mariano was a good player yeah you know he, he's a name yeah. um they all guys with like track records but then maybe had a down spot. Matt Caesar, you obviously know him with Villanova. Matt's on? Mm-hmm. Matt, I missed Matt's, that one. Matt signed as an omnibus. It was awesome in AAA last year. Yeah. Well, the Villanova, got, a, Villanova got squeezed because of numbers with yeah. both the Cubs and then so with San Diego. Right. I know or the Diamondbacks. You right. know, um, Dean Kennefick, who's, who's really close to him, he's the SID at Nova. He's been rooting for years for him to come to the Phillies because he said he would really fit in good there. He could be like their fourth or fifth outfielder or whatever you want him to be, and he'll never hurt you by being on the team. Yeah, Phil Gosselin's back as a non-roster invitee. There there are guys that are they're bench players, these guys. Their starting lineup set because the starting lineup was really built last year. And, like, personally, I don't think they've done enough to say they're a playoff team. But then if you want to make the argument that, well, this is the same team for the most part, plus Wheeler, plus Didi Gregorius, that you had at this time last year, and you were saying this team's going to win ninety games. This team's going to win the NL East. So, so you could argue both ways, but I'm not going to. A team they were five hundred last year. You have to show me. But that was the last two weeks. They won like one game, right? I mean, yeah, but it's a it's yeah, a I know, whole season. I know, yeah, you're right. Okay, they're, well, all right, and and the Nationals and the Braves. I I don't see how they're better than those two teams. The Mets were really good in the second half last year. Right. But there's an argument to be made that, that I could be wrong. I'm just not going to go into it saying 
They're a playoff team. Are you right, uh, oh, uh, now a couple things on the non roster guys? One, how much of this is to avoid luxury tax stuff? I mean, to, to kind of a little bit of a numbers twist to, to make sure that you don't start the year. I mean, because you're you know, Josh Harrison probably could get a contract, a guaranteed contract somewhere in the game, I would think. No, I think he would probably take one if he could. But he probably has a better shot of being here. Yeah, but um, maybe it's a better fit. Than, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I, I think the luxury tax is more like why didn't they get another starting pitcher? Luxury tax is most your bench is usually the last spot on the bench is probably going to be filled out by somebody that's either under club control already or is a non roster invitee. You're not going to spend right seven million dollars on a bench player, right? But now you have an extra bench spot, so now that's an extra spot that ideally would go to a guy under club control or or a bench player. And and if Odubel Herrera, that's, you know, a world where that never happened last year, he would be on your roster. That's So that's one less bench spot, spot. that you would have right now. Right. So you have to fill two of them. But the luxury tax is a real thing. They refuse to pay it so far. And maybe, like you said, well, during the year. Silly money. Stupid money. Stupid that money. It was all spent last year. None, and none's left. Like, the Ariette, like Kevin and I talked about this, and I said, I didn't. I wasn't against the Arietta because I knew they had to get. But I said you're going. We're going to regret this because, and I didn't think it would happen quite that quick. But you're spending a lot of money on it now. Maybe he'll be good this year. Twenty five million dollars. Maybe he'll be good. Maybe he'll be the three starter and he'll win 12, 13, 14 games and pitch a lot of innings. But you're talking about if they didn't have that for whatever reason, there's twenty some million they could go out and maybe get another pitcher and. and and a player or something. I don't know. And that's what the season hinges on. Maybes. Maybe Jake Arrieta yeah. will be good. Maybe Nick Pavetta will figure it out. Oh, God. Maybe Reese Hoskins will turn around after. Please don't say Velasquez. You know, you maybe do. Velasquez please, goes to the bullpen piece. Yeah. There's a lot of maybes. Though, maybe Joe Girardi will, will yeah. make a big difference than, than yeah. what Gabe Kapler did. So That's true. Like, I did a piece a month ago about five things that the Phillies – need to go their way to make, mm-hmm. to be a playoff contender. And, and it is, it's not like you, you need to talk about those things. It's like, you need these things that went so bad last year to go so right in 2020 to make the playoffs. And the Arietta is a lot of money, but then there's a lot of money. David Robertson's making a lot of money for, right. he's not going to throw a pitch money. this year. Yeah. So that's, that's your four starter right How there. How much are they counting on the fact that, I mean, look, the roster turnover with Gregorius and Wheeler is, it's, it's nothing to sneeze at, but it's not a mess. It's not an earthquake of the whole roster. Okay. How much are you just counting on the fact that Brian Price being an upgrade from what they have with Christian Girardi being an upgrade from what they have with, with Kapler. You're, you're making it sound like he's well, an, no, autom- but an automatic saying, upgrade. No, I'm just, I'm but, I'm, but I'm just Kevin, saying, I'm just joking with you. I'm just saying, it's almost like they put a lot of eggs in the, the coaches are going to do a better job. Yeah. So New they are coach. instantly going to, yeah, the manager and, and I the think coach. That's fair, isn't it? When you go out and get a Joe Girardi, it doesn't patch every hole up. No, there. no, but it, that's fair that you think he's going to at least make a little bit of a difference. I'm yeah. not saying And maybe it's that's the difference that this line, like last year, this lineup was built. We went into spring training talking about the Phillies, and you're saying, well, the pitching might be questionable, but the lineup is going to be one of the best lineups in baseball. Yeah. They're going right. to outscore everybody. And then they really wreck league average below league average. So so maybe a new hitting coach, Joe Dillon, comes from the Nationals. Um, you know, it's, it's thought to be like this next new wave, like the next hitting guru, really. And uh, 
you know, maybe he's got the keys to unlock Reese Hoskins and a lineup with Bryce Harper and JT Romuto, McCutcheon at the top. There's talent in that lineup. That's not. It should not be a league average, below league average lineup. So and now you got DD in the lineup. Yeah, now you have DD Gregorius, and I just think that that could be a lineup that's number one in OPS. Is, is Hoskins the key though? At this point, it's because definitely every, one of them. All the question marks are the keys. I mean, Arietta, Hoskins. Well, but but I think Hoskins for that lineup because look, his numbers weren't. I, I his numbers were not good. Second half numbers were bad. Right, awful. right, right. But at the end, the numbers overall weren't like if you just looked at them and didn't know you didn't live in Philadelphia. You just looked at the numbers. Yeah, okay, it was it was okay. But he. But I you mean, would look at the second half splits and right. probably. But his but first half numbers were excellent. Hoskins is better. It, it makes it's everything a ripple, else better. It's a ripple effect okay. for the line. I'll buy that. Think, and having McCutcheon around for a few And if, if Hoskins at the break had 20 home runs, yeah, um, OPS in the 800s, I think. And if you're, if that guy's hitting 40 home runs over a course even of a season. Even 30 to 35. Even, yeah. Even if you just, that's, yeah. A, that's a great season. Because Harper should also hit 30 to 35, right? That's two guys. Yeah, so if you're mixing him, you know what you have in Bryce Harper. Right. You know what you have in JT Romuto. If Hoskins is what he was for the first half of last season, and, and what he's been... I guess the first half of the season before, because he struggled at the end of 2018 too. But if that's what, if you put him in that lineup, like I said, that could be a great lineup. But now we got it's, it really comes down to pitching, just like in the playoffs. When you watch the playoffs, you're like, wow, that that's right. what a real team looks yeah. like. These teams can pitch, and they're dominant with their starting pitchers, dominant bullpens. That wasn't what the Phillies were last year. I think the Zach Wheeler pickup's great. Well, Robertson, I guess, so I think it's enough because they they were really counting. Tommy him. Hunter, Nishak, Robertson yeah. last year. Yeah, I mean, but Robertson was the big one, right? For I mean, sure. They, let me ask you this: all that stupid money talk aside, if you were the Phillies, would you at least look into the third baseman on Colorado or Chris Bryant? Even if you had to give up maybe a Kingery or something, I don't know. Or Spencer or, Howard or Or is that out of is guys. that out of your you know, is that out of where you should be thinking? And the, and the follow to me to that is are they going to play Kingery at, at just put him at second base or are they going to play this game again until Bone comes up or Bone or I, I mean it just you know I just want to see him at him at second, DD at shortstop, go out and play 150 games. So Gene Segura is going to play second base. Oh, that's right. Gregorius is going to play short. Kingery is going to play third. My no, bad. it's, it's so Kingery is going to play third. They but could then, get rid of him, huh? That's right. Then you have Alec. But yeah, Gene Segura is making a lot of money. I know. I know. Um, then you have Alec Boom ready to come up from AAA whenever that whenever they deem it mm-hmm. he's suitable. And uh, so that's your third baseman. But Kingery is at third to start the season. Then Kingery could bounce out to center field. Guys always get injured. Right, you know the team's not the starting nine on opening day is not going to be the starting Just nine. Last year they have Segura, or do they have him for another year? Another this? year, right? At least the wow. year. yeah, might okay. be two. And because um, Segura was traded after the first year of his, of his contract with Seattle, I believe he had signed a deal with Seattle. I, I totally, that's how stupid I. I totally forgot but, about Segura. I thought nah. he, I thought he was going. Well, no, I, so a lot it, of moving pieces here, yeah, Mike. Yeah, and, and and but this does lead to the question Mike mentioned the the Bryant. Brian Arenado. Arenado. Like, at some point here, their their farm system is so depleted. Or their farm system of the ready-made guys, the guys who could come up in a year, Spencer Howard and and, and Alec Bohm, and that's about it. Agreed? Who could be ready for this year. Um, impact ready. Impact ready. Like Adonis Medina, it probably is not too far away. All right. 
But but at the top of the list, you have those two guys that are ready. What does Medina play? Starting pitcher. pitcher. Okay. Okay. But but impact star, impact that you can almost nothing's a sure thing. But you can almost say those two guys are a sure thing that they're going to be major league starters. They're going to have an impact on the twenty twenty Phillies at some point sooner rather than later. Given the pressure on the general manager right now to to get this team to the playoffs, and he has spoken this, you know, in fairness to Matt Klintak, he has spoken about this is a this is a year we have to make the playoffs. Would he trade the the upside of those guys for more of a sure thing in Brian or Arenado right now? Well, either of those guys take you over the tax. But it would be a significant enough upgrade that you make, but make an not, argument that you can make an argument that it would you can make an argument that the, if you take John Middleton's comment from the, the, the press conference from October, I'm not gonna pay to just get a wild card. I'm gonna pay if I think it's gonna make us a World Series contender. If you get an Arenado or Brian here, you're a World Series contender in the National League, aren't you? Well it depends you what are, you give up. But yeah, and I just don't think they're gonna pay the luxury tax before the season starts. I think they'll, they'll it'll be like trade if they they're trade at the deadline, deadline and they can take on salary and they see if where they are in the standings maybe exactly they, you know, yeah okay I really don't I could be wrong maybe they they'll trade today during this podcast for Nolan Arenado I don't think it's me. him or Brian are are they influenced at all because the other teams in their division look Washington has a clear knee a third that the Braves have a clear knee a third the Mets yeah have a clear knee a third that to you know you don't want to be the one left out. At the end of those two guys could both come to the NL East in you know some world, and and then you have to and then you have to explain a lot, and then you're putting a lot of pressure on Boehm to be. It's just amazing to me, and maybe Boehm's really good. I mean, we don't notice. I mean, we're hearing you hear different things, but it's amazing to me that a year ago, a little over a year ago, roughly, we're going to we don't care. We're going to spend and spend and and basically what they meant was Harper, but you know, I mean, there's. And now it's like we're a year later, and it's like, well, boy, we don't we don't know. And I'm just like, it just seems like incongruent. But they're not they're, cheap, I, Mike. I mean, I'm not, not saying they are. But to me, if that's your thinking, then that's oh, your no, thinking. I think it's, a, it's an owner who probably should have kept watched his, his language. And that's an owner fun. that's probably a little frustrated that he's at the cusp of the luxury tax, yet he still doesn't have a team that's yeah. that we're talking about as a surefire playoff team. But that's what Kevin always says. At some, how, well, point, the general, you, some point, the general manager, like somebody has to look at him. Now, I don't know. Does Middleton clear? I, I mean, I guess all well, Middleton clears all. But Clintac's the guy going out and saying, "Hey, we can get Arietta. It's going to cost us this much well, money." Well, that was, but that was a that was a Middleton move. ownership driven. That was an ownership okay, driven well, that's move. Some, then he can't be mad at too many people but himself. But then you can't really put the brakes on your GM for spending if you're going to be the owner I, who's going to be the. I am I see, wrong? I just see here as, as they have two different. It just seems to me like it's not right. You know. Have a philosophy and live and and just go by it. Yeah. Am I am I wrong in thinking that that if the owner is going to be the one who's going to drive the financial decisions and not all not all of them, but some oh, the the high profile ones, the Jake Arrieta, right? Oh, and, and Harper was yeah, but I mean Harper's if they don't sign Bryce yeah, Harper, then no, but I'm we're not saying, even talking Phillies today. Right. And spring training's coming up, and no but, one cares. But yeah, you're right. Then it's tough for the owner then to to not give the the necessary tools to go fill the rest of the roster out. There's Tons of necessary tools. I mean, that's, that's a lot of money. Jake Harris so, is a lot so, of money, but by but that is not like if the Phillies miss the playoffs this year, you can't be like, well, it's because they had Jake Harris for twenty five million dollars. Because they still have Gene Scores, still have David Robertson. There's a lot of guys making a lot of money 
on that team. It's not just like that's a it's a it's a chunk of the payroll, but it's not enough to say that's why they didn't make the playoffs. Let me ask you two guys. They missed the playoffs this year. Let's say they win. What's the over under? Eighty five. I guess is the biggest number. Eighty four and a half. Okay. So let's say they win eighty four or eighty five games. They're right about where the number is. They don't make the playoffs. What is the mood of the team like then? Because then you really got to make the playoffs in twenty one. I'm, I'm guessing, I, I, or the fans are just going to look at you and go. I'll be. I'll go first. I think if you don't, if you get to eighty four wins, I think right. you have to make changes. In your front office. Right or, but fairly or not, is that the right... It may be the right move. I'll, I'm not... Yeah, I, I think it's so hard to say. like Because the fans are going to, at some point, are going to say, wait a second, we got Bryce Harper here, but we ain't making the playoffs? Definitely. And, and it's... Like, you can say, of course, they make changes, but you don't know what does the 84 wins look like. Yeah. What did they true. do to... Yeah. Did they... Did the whole team get injured on the opening day? I didn't. You don't. Talking about normal year, you know. Yeah, because I remember everyone's like last year in August and September. They're like, if Phillies don't make the playoffs here, does that mean Gabe's fired? And I was like, probably yes, but it's. I don't think it's cut and dry because yeah. what if they rally and miss the playoffs by on the final game of the season or something? Well, odds are, if they lackluster season, miss the playoffs, win eighty four games, I would expect changes to be made. Because I don't think you didn't sign Bryce Harper to win 81 games, win right, 84 games right. with really no future, but you know, no like obvious that they're going to they're coming in 2021. Yeah, it's not a given, but I would. Think I mean, at least in that's we're making on, the playoffs. He's on the hot him. seat. That's he's on, he's on the fair hot to seat. say. He's on the hot seat, and what we've also seen from this from this owner, okay, an ownership group is given what happened last year with Gabe that this was draw, driven as much by. Fan reaction. And if you don't get beyond what I think people believe, the fan backlash to that, if you become if you fall into apathy, which is where I think they fell last year, and that's where I thought Middleton felt like he had to kind of put the paddles on and get Girardi. If you fall into that, that's where I think the danger zone is for Matt Clintac. Look, there, there's there my uh Matt's right. They can have a ton of injuries, and it, you can finish. Well, yeah, it, I'm, I'm, you can finish at seventy, I'm, seventy-nine I'm games. Throwing that and the out, GM though. and the GM doesn't get. Yeah, I'm the throwing GM that doesn't out. get blamed. The yeah. one area that the GM will get blazed for, and I think is fair. Boy, this minor league system. I, I keep going back to the minor league system. Yeah. They've had high draft picks for a lot of years. How long's Matt been here? This will be year six. I After okay. the twenty fifteen season, you got okay. Hire. So it's about a fair sample then. Okay. Okay. They haven't gotten a lot out of the system recently that you would say compared to where they were drafting that you should be getting. Now they may have Hazley who comes up. Obviously, Nola was pre was pre uh, was pre Clintac. He was drafted in in the last year last year or two of tomorrow. But they have to really start showing some more. Farm system products. This is coming. this is yeah, a big year Matt, for that. I'm with Matt. Let, let Matt go. No, I'm not. then he can go. I think until the last two weeks last year, I still thought Gabe was coming back. I really did. And then, because remember I said that to you, I said, well, if they're going to just judge him by the last whatever, and they probably made the right move when all was said and done, because nobody really, but I really thought that if they, like, instead of going two and 12 or whatever they went, if they had gone like seven and seven, and like Matt said, maybe you missed the wild card by like, I don't know, two, three games, whatever. I still think there's a chance that Gabe would have come back. 
So I don't know. I think public perception really did play, and it should. It's a business. It's not a. It's I mean, not a private like thing that they do for fun. I mean, it's a it's a business to make money, and it's the fan base was well, that against it. You even said that when we had you on at the end of the year, you didn't think it was a given that he was gone. That Clint or that, uh, but that was before was the end, though, right? Before no, that that's was when like the last week or oh, okay. all that stuff was going on, all the lit- litigation and meetings yeah. and all that. But I to defend the farm system is not a great. But if you you look at Scott Kingery was drafted by this regime, um. Spencer Howard, Alec Boom, Adam Hazley came from this regime. Um, hasn't been a ton of top like Mickey Moniak. Moniak is not so that, but Mickey Moniak's twenty one years old. So yeah. this is a big year for Mickey Moniak. This is a big year for for guys that that they draft Luke Williams, guys that they drafted out of high school in the really in the early stages of this draft to have good years in the minors, and, and then you know it's really like a five year sample to to really see what what you got out of out of these drafts and. It has not been pristine. Who's that other outfielder that's real fast that always gets hurt? Roman Quinn. Roman Quinn. Roman Quinn. Is, that, is he? Is he? Uh, Roman. Roman was a pick. He's. Of, yeah. He's. A, he's gone. No. No. Oh no. He was no, a pick of a Maro. He's, he's a bench player. Does he have any chance of ever? He's on the bench this year okay. if he stays healthy. Okay. Um. Him, Jay Bruce, and Andrew Knapp are. You know, it's pretty much. And locked. Jay Bruce actually played well for them after they got him. It's just that he got, got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he'll just be a what's the twenty six man? Jay Bruce can really just be what he should be. Is just a pinch hitter and just give you you know some swag DH off the bench. Sometimes right. maybe when you're playing yeah, American exactly. team. Yeah. So right now, if you're lining up this division, where are they? Third, I think you you maybe fourth. They were fourth last year, so yeah, maybe they're fourth. But I I don't see how you can't put them ahead of the Braves. You can't put them ahead of the Nationals. And if you wanted They're to, the same as the Mets right now. Yeah, basically. yeah. And they, the Mets have better starting pitching. If we were doing this podcast in New York, we'd probably yeah. be having similar conversations about the Mets that we're having about the Phillies. What ifs and and uh, what they need to go right, and, and maybe they're not as good as these two other teams. And I think the Phillies are right with them, like you said. But the Mets have some horses at the top of the rotation. Mets also have two guys in their lineup. They do, led by Alonzo, who are just. Really good. I mean, so when you look at, they don't have Joe Girardi though, and they could have. Well, and that that was going to be my next question. Have you guys your interactions with Girardi to this point? Have you got a sense of intensity, style? I mean, you know, it's one thing when you deal with a guy, you know, th- maybe you know five times a year at spring training, and you know, maybe three times in an interleague series or whatever. Do you have a sense of what Girardi is going to be like? What kind of camp he's going to run? I know he's going. He's using the later starts, correct, for spring training? Is yeah, the, a little bit work. later. Um, but I think Gabe was a little bit later, too. But Girardi did say he doesn't like getting the guys out at 7 a.m. and the grass is still wet and it doesn't make sense. Guys are getting hurt and pitchers are throwing bullpens at crack of dawn. So it's going to be a little bit later, which – and that's really only the first – 10 days or something, because then you have games starting, so then that's times all based on games. But the few interactions we've had with him um, at the ballpark this offseason, he's a baseball manager. Guys with a big track record, was a star player. You know, talking about Andy Reid growing up. Growing up, I remember Joe Girardi was a, yeah, he was a star baseball. You know, you got a pack of baseball cards and Joe Girardi's in there. I remember cracking one open. I was like, that's, you know, I know that's sweet. I got Joe Girardi. So he's got he comes with respect. He walks in that clubhouse with respect. He's not a sociologist. You know, he's not a 
a guy that's always it but he seems gives like you cred. He's he's a, a baseball manager. Baseball. He's a, he's got a ring. He's yeah. legit. Um, no pictures of Einstein on the wall. Yeah, it just and and all honesty, Einstein. Gabe, Ka- no. I enjoyed my dealings with Gabe Kaplan. Picture of Einstein? Yes, Einstein, uh, Gandhi, Muhammad no. Ali, Mother, Mother Teresa was Mother one. Teresa, um, a Venezuelan leader. I don't remember who, his name, but I should. That was one of them. I shouldn't because and, and Matt love Matt no, no. love working with Gabe. And, and I, I should know because it. maybe that's what you should have on your wall. Like I'm, I'm laughing, but. Or you could have the Super Bowl and exactly. the World Series. But I shouldn't I laugh at what a guy has on a wall just because it's Einstein. Yeah, it's, yeah. You, you can laugh at everything. No, 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 no. I, I enjoyed, and I, to wrap up Gabe, I enjoyed my dealings with him. He was helpful. Um, professional in the in the you know the pregame session we had every day. But I think this team needs a you know a baseball manager. And he was learning a, on the job. See more of a this deal. guy's not learning on the job. Girardi more of a disciplinarian, obviously. Not a, not even a discipline. Just a, a leader. A, like a there's you like there's rules and not rules, but like guidelines and there's barriers and you know what is expected of you. It's not just like a, what are those like Montessori schools? The kids you know, where like the kids just learn on their own and they do whatever <laughs> they want. That was what the Phillies clubhouse was. It's like. Just do what you I want. I think it's like, now I wasn't down there, so I'm not. But when somebody like Gabe was in his first job, and he may do better in his second job. You know, I mean, you learn. You, you go. Look at Bill he, Belichick. He says something to you, and maybe it's like, okay. I think when Joe Girardi says something to you, whether you might not like it or not, it's Joe Girardi. You know, he's coached A-Rod. They, they went to the playoffs almost every year. Now, I you know the Yankees are supposed to go to the playoffs every year, but... You know, it's Joe Girard's manager of the year with the Marlins. Exactly. Well, yeah. And he got well, fired. And he got yeah. fired. Because <laughs> he told the owner to go believe himself. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think... They, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, like, what a guy like Harper. For, or, or I think... I mean, maybe Harper really blossoms under this guy. I, mean, I, I don't know. Not that he hasn't had great some really good seasons. He obviously has. More consistency? Well, you, when you look to me, Bryce Harper should be one of the best players in baseball every year. I'm not saying he should be the best. You know, second, but he should be one of those players every year that you're looking and say, okay, he, he's one of the best five. And to me, there's been too many years. Like last year, he was a good player, had a good year, but he didn't even make the all star no. team, right? Well, I, or, or, no, but the all star game is garbage. Yeah, but but I want all, Bryce Harper but, to be. But, but, Mike, but Mike, I think, and, and Matt, chime in on this. I think last year for Harper, there was so much sure. turmoil no, with right. coming in with the short right. spring training. Yeah. His wife was pregnant. You know, that yeah. does play. A factor, I think, sometimes mentally into a guy. I think you put a lot of pressure. I think you put a lot of pressure. And, on and I think when you saw it the second half of the year, I thought he yeah. got way more comfortable. And he used to look at his. You talk about Reese Hoskins talking at the whole season. Look at Bryce Harper's season, second in war, right on the Phillies. Yeah, still had a great year. It was still awesome. Yeah. Wasn't maybe it wasn't worth on the baseball field thirty million dollars, but but that doesn't matter. No, doesn't and he matter. he was great. He was, and I think he'll be so, even better this year. And he will. He he's a like a he grew up a baseball fan. He grew up a fan of the Yankees, mm-hmm. um, respects the history of the game, knows all about it. Is a true baseball like nut. I think he can't wait to play I for Joe Girardi. Be one of those guys, like Mahomes. Here, get on my back. We're going. That's let, what let, he wants to be. Right, and that's and what he will I be. Think I, DD, I love. I think he's going to be a really good pick. Yeah, it's only for one year, right? I mean, they yep. got figured yeah. out. Because when he was with the Yankees before he got hurt, I thought he was the guy. The kind of I know Judge had the you know Judge was hitting fifty, but I thought Didi was kind of the guy, and he took over for Derek Jeter, which is not easy. And I thought he was the guy that really made the Yankees go. Him and McCutcheon are two yeah. big personalities, and they were not the same after they lost McCutcheon. No, they no. Yeah, they McCutcheon was a huge, not only a good leadoff hitter, but 
the clubhouse. Probably the biggest personality in that clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Didi's right there with him now, I think. JT Romuto is a quiet leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and Harper is wants to be like that visible leader. I, there's there's no lack of leadership in that clubhouse. Well, and that's I think good. now you have a manager who is who commands respect as soon as he walks in there. And I would say all these guys probably can't wait to play for Joe Girardi. All right, so you leave for spring training next Monday. It's six weeks this year, correct? Yes. Okay, because you don't have that stupid World Baseball Classic getting in the way. That's next year. <laughs> it is. Can't wait. Oh, I, it, riveting, isn't it? Yep. Um, what for? If anybody who's going down the spring training who hasn't been down there before, what what should they expect? Like what? I mean, what what should they go see? If you're I'm having you play travel agent for somebody, what what should they go see at spring training that they wouldn't get up here at the ballpark? At the ballpark in Clearwater, whatever. I would go to the backfields of the Carpenter Complex, free to get in. I think it's free to park too, yeah. and you can you can get up close to the minor league guys or um, top prospects. Once in a while, a major leaguer comes back there to in- injury or yeah, get throw, extra abs or throw yeah extra at bats, throw um, a live session or something, and you can get close and see all these guys. And then plus the game, it's a beautiful ballpark. Mm-hmm. Not every ballpark in Florida is like that. You go to some of these other cities, they're a they're in these swamp towns they're yeah. not on they're not beautiful beachfront towns looking and at the you ballparks, yeah and the ballparks aren't <laughs> what you got against Lakeland? what the phillies have it's <laughs> we're i'm fortunate that the team i cover does their spring training in clearwater beach yeah um it's a great place great always a great time good food well, tons of good food tons of good seafood can't go wrong grouper so sandwich, many, grouper sandwich of frenchies is awesome yep I I enjoy my time down there every year. It's nice. It's you ever go to Beachcomber? No, but I I do know what you're talking about. You should once get the chicken. Their their specialty is this chicken. It's kind of like a fried chicken, but I don't know what they. But and do you remember the guy used to write for the uh, Sandy Grady? I think it was or one of the old time Alan Lewis. Sandy Grady was dead before he was born. Well, I know the no, names. No, but you know the names. are like it was Alan. Lewis, it was one of the, the great writers. Alan yeah. Lewis wrote for. Anyway, me, me and my wife go to Beachcomber because you know people told us to go. And this guy's sitting like where you are. And all of a sudden, after a while, he looks over at me. And because we start to, and here it was Alan, it was your Alan, I think it was Alan Lewis. That's right. cool. And so he knew, like, and he just started talking for like an hour, hour and a half. It was unbelievable. And Clearwater Beach is awesome. Yes, Obviously, is. If, you hit, if you hit the traffic, can be a little oh, bit of a bear at the yeah. wrong time. Are there any but, good road trips? Like, if somebody was down there to see the Phillies for a week, is there like a like a trip where you can say, "Hey, you can drive two hours to this place"? I mean, I know Tampa's not far with the Yankees. Blue Jays are really and Dunedin Blue Jays, is really close. Dunedin's a cool town too. That's a that would be like my one of suggestions. If you want to get away from Clearwater, go to Dunedin. It's the next town over. A lot of good restaurants it's on little, Main it's Street. Yep, but it, it's close to the water too. So if you just go east east. Out of well, actually, it's west from the ballpark. Just use Google Maps. I don't okay. know. I'm not at Ramblin' uh, Alley, but it's not real far, is what you're saying. The no. need it's close. close. You could. It's it's like that's the closest one. Okay, and Let's then put Tampa. This way. The- Writers stay there. Some writers stay there. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and you go see Vlad Guerrero's kid, or yeah, you, they're a good team. And yes, their they, ballpark uh, stinks. It's uh, old ballpark. It's the last it's year for that there. before they do the massive totally renovating it, right? Yeah, but it's a great little town, and. uh what else is a nice place to go to? Pittsburgh stinks. Uh, Detroit stinks. 
Baltimore is nice. It's in Sarasota too. Uh, that's a little bit of a drive, but yeah. it's okay. But, Sarah, but you can spend a day in Sarasota. Don't, don't plan on going to Fort Myers. No, that's it. Fort Myers Awful for the Red drive. Sox or the or the Twins is a three hour drive. Okay. I got out of both of those trips last year, I think. So I got to yeah, swing just, my. Uh, you just you just changed yourself, again. buddy. Yeah, I know. I'm definitely doing. But if that. you're somebody that doesn't have to write, if you're just a fan down there, Sarasota is a really nice place. You guys to have to go to East Coast this year. No. Because I know it's strange because the amount of teams in Florida has over the years. Are the contracted. Dodgers still in there? Or are they no, in they're out in Arizona. Arizona. So there's no more to have. It's, uh, it's split 15 15 equally, Arizona and, and Florida now. Oh, because that was always a big deal that the Dodgers, I mean, they had like Dodger Town, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I think at that, about seven, eight years ago, yeah. they moved out there okay. for good. A Camelback. That makes so. sense. Oh, Camelback. Uh, Camelback's nice. Yeah, it is. Um, Tampa Bay and Port Charlotte, that place stinks. <laughs> and, and yet an upgrade over to That's regular. That's what I'm saying. There, you and yet an upgrade these, over to regular ballpark. Yeah, a lot of these places, you go to them, like, if you cover the Rays, where the heck do you, I mean, maybe you live there, so you stay, but, like, if you cover some of these teams, where do you stay? I'm trying to think. Well, what do you since, do? Cincinnati used to be a plant city over in yeah. Finland. Well, the Royals used to be right outside We're Orlando. We're walking baseball yeah, outside well, Orlando. Yeah, many, Actually, many years ago. the Braves, I guess, have, they have a new spot. New, yeah, new spot. no more Disney World. Yeah. The um the O's used to be in Miami, but that was years ago. And then, I don't yeah. know how long they have. Oh, really? The St. Pete. Yeah. There used and to then be the Indians on. were building one in Homestead. A beauty, f- and that's and got leveled by a hurricane. By Andrew, Andrew came through. Wow. And took out the whole. They took out an Air Force base and the and their ballpark. ballpark. And I don't know where where they went. They I think they were in Arizona. Let me let me touch on a couple other baseball issues here before we 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 say goodbye. Um, what do you think the fallout will be eventually, uh, with the Astros stuff, obviously, you know, a lot of it's already come down, but do you see the sport changing the way people use technology going forward? Probably. I think it makes sense if you can find some type of wearable device to, you know, relay signals. Hit, catcher and pitcher and coach or something. Yeah, why not? I mean, football does it. It's just, it's kind of archaic to have your, throwing your numbers down. And now with the technology, you can say, it's really going to come down to um like a gentleman's agreement to not to not use it because teams are so it's so easy to cheat you're that so worked tempted well before. to cheat yeah exactly so that's what you're going to be like oh so who would talk the manager would talk or the because if the catcher talks the batter's going to hear him isn't he well the catcher that's i don't know i mean if the catcher's yeah. saying curve there's talk of maybe like doing a code thing on a watch like you know you press a watch or something <laughs> like someone will figure it out i'm not going to figure it out but somebody will there's something. I love some guy one time. Just to, yeah, somebody really good's on the man. Just the catcher stand up, and say, throw a fastball yeah. right down the middle. It's like see if he can hit it. You guys won't get this one. Space Jam. What? When Michael Jordan comes to bat in yeah. Space Jam, he's like, yeah. curveball, don't swing. Michael Jordan swings anyway. Um, <laughs> CBA is due up, I think, at the end of the year. Correct. Yes. Uh, is this going to be a problem? You think going forward? Obviously, they're talking about the DH coming into the National League as early as next year. Yeah, there won't be. I, I would be. I mean, now I say it, there will be, but I don't think there'll be a strike or a lockout or anything. I. It's a lot of money in the game. Yeah, and there's too much money in pro sports and TV contracts. I, I don't think we'll see an, another one and ever again. I just don't think. Oh, I don't know about ever again. All right. Well, maybe. I just I think it's so unlikely now than it was like in, to cancel a, a World Series in 1994. Right. Right. It's a different, like we talk about football being a different game. It's a different industry now. They'll figure it out. I mean, especially when you. What are the main sticking points? 
Like what? Well, I think revenue sharing. Like how yeah. much do they get now? Well, it depends. Like, I think part of it is baseball luxury, got made so salary. much money off of BAM, uh, their base, Major League Baseball man, Advanced Media. Okay, which okay. is MLB.com. Oh, okay. The technology they okay. gave. WWE Network. WWE Network. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that basically, that was considered non-baseball revenue. Right. And I think some players want more of that. Plus, you have the instances of the 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 Chris Bryant situation where guys were having their service try manipulate it mm-hmm. and all that. I think that that's, that's going to be something that... Yeah, that whole system needs to probably be reworked. Um, and just a, a luxury floor... That, yeah. You know, we were even talking about a luxury tax in a major market. It's kind of bizarre. Well, and, and there's obviously smaller markets are going to want more of a, a hard cap. Not a hard cap. That's not probably the right term, but, but they don't want more to spend of a punishment anyway. for people who spend, you know, even the playing field. But these teams don't even want to spend. Like the Pirates and Marlins don't want to spend money. You, what they make, they turn profit every year. So it's just... That's what like a city like Pittsburgh. I, I you feel bad because they spent the money for a stadium. So did Miami too, and, and there's no inclination on their ownership to spend the money on the franchise. And like, why would they? They make money, so that's probably where they're looking at it. That I don't know. We're just in it to make money. So you need ownerships that are in it to make money, but also in it to win, and are going to spend money and do what it takes to win. And I just think that's a problem where the game's at right now. That half of the teams are just treading water just to turn a profit while half of the teams are trying to win. But if you look at teams, what strikes me as funny is like, and and so Kansas City will win after being horrible for 20 years, and then Pittsburgh makes the playoffs after being horrible for 20 years. And they're baseball towns, I mean. But like Oakland has made the playoffs like nine or ten times as a quote-unquote team that ain't really, doesn't have a lot to work with. But they never win. Like when they get there, they never win. The Twins are the same way. The Twins will, you know, have good Twins years. Twins may win this year. but But they don't. I mean, they may, but I'm just saying, they've been in it like, and they always lose to the Yankees. It's usually the Yankees that take them out. But it's just like, you just wonder, is it, so would you rather be one of those teams or be the Marlins, like you said? Because the Marlins owners just sitting there going, okay, you know, I made this much money. And boy, if I made the playoffs like Oakland, I would have made the same amount of money. Or maybe there's got to be like an incentive. Like, you know, if you make the playoffs, there's some kind of bonus pool over here or something. I don't know. You know, we're going to divvy that out. You know, well, I don't know. I don't know how you give an incentive. And it's all all this is strange while the sport is basically contracting 40-some minor league teams to save money, which is... That's bizarre. It, it's just really weird. But that's the way baseball's going at this point. All right, Matt. Thank you very much uh, for coming in here. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, Thank you, Mike. Happy Enjoy, gro- happy enjoy, enjoy your... Yeah, enjoy, enjoy clear Beach water. Beachcomber chicken. Just do it once. See if you like it. It's on the company anyway, so let's... That's, that's right. So... <laughs> that's a Does that's a big problem. Really? <laughs> you didn't know? Chicken County is me. Thank you because that's white. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you on Thursday. This has been.